Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with episode number 88 of today's The Electrical Economy Podcast Series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1908 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In this podcast, we'll take a look at some of the key leading economic indicators for the electrical market and check out the latest pricing trends from four electrical products from Electrical Marketing to Electrical Price Index. We'll also provide updates for five key weekly economic indicators. Initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy Series for 2024. For the week ending January the 13th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted unemployment claims was 187,000. That is a decrease of 16,000 from the previous week's revised level. This is the lowest level for initial unemployment claims since September 24, 2022, when it was 182,000. The four-week moving average for these claims was 203,250, and that is a decrease of 4,750 from the previous week's revised average. The total unemployment rate for the U.S. in December was 3.7%. These 10 states had the biggest decreases in unemployment claims for the data for the week ending January the 13th. New York was down 17,176 claims. It stands at 20,808. Michigan down 4,391. It's just over 10,000 claims. Wisconsin was down 4,159. It's down to 6,895. Pennsylvania standing at 14,926. That is a decrease of 3,913. South Carolina saw a decrease of 3,122. Georgia was down 2,786. Minnesota down 2,016 to 6,177. State of Washington down 1,931, now standing at 636 initial unemployment claims. New Jersey down 1,700 claims now, with claims out there for 12,605. And the state of Oklahoma down 782 claims to 1,618. The five states for the but that had the biggest increases in unemployment claims for the, for the data for January 13th was California up 2,994, Texas up 1,561, now sitting at 19,057, State of Iowa had 1,273 more claims, now up 5,206, State of Kansas up 1,043, unemployment claims now totaling 2,506, and the State of Tennessee up 773 claims now sitting at 4,075 claims. An interesting leading indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data weekly. The most recent data showed that total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 457,453 carloads and intermodal units. That's down 4.1% compared with the same time last year. For the first two weeks of 2024, U.S. railroads reported a cumulative volume of 421,453 carloads, which is down 5% from the same point last year, and 453,257 intermodal units, which is up 2.7% from last year. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first two weeks of 2024 was 874,710 carloads and intermodal units. That is a decrease of 1.1% compared to last year. We only had three of the 10 carload commodity groups posting an increase compared to the same week last year. 
There were chemicals, which was up 2,591 carloads to 33,076. Petroleum and petroleum products up 389 carloads to 10,374. And forest products up 80 carloads to 8,193. The commodity groups carried by freight that posted decreases compared with the same week last year in 2023 included coal down 10,924, and that grain down 8,017 to 18,776, and non-metallic minerals down 4,515 carloads to 25,446. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count. This tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. And this slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil players are in Texas and Oklahoma and New Mexico, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The rig count remains down fairly significantly over last year. The U.S. rig count in total was up one rig in the most recent data. However, compared to last year at this time, it's down 151 rigs for a 19.6% decline. And the Texas has accounted for roughly half of the decline since 2023. And the decline in drilling activity for the, the, the Lone Star State is down 75 fewer active rigs this time last year. That is also a decline of more than 19%. All the major drilling states are way down over last year, although Mexico, New Mexico has the smallest decline at 3.9%. It's followed by North Dakota with a decline year over year of 15.4%. Recounts in Louisiana and Oklahoma are both down more than 30%. Despite all the reports of attacks on commercial shipping vessels in the Mideast and particularly the Red Sea, we haven't seen a huge impact on oil prices just yet. For example, the current price of WTI crude oil as of January 19th is $73.74. It's track actually tracking below the $77.36 average that has been over the past year. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future activity since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets for copper because of its wide use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Copper prices were at $3.75 on the COMEX on Monday, January the 22nd. Um, that's actually pretty close to the uh, year, year average, uh, which was about approximately $3.85. Uh, over the past 12 months, the copper hit a high of $4.29 in uh, late January of 2023, and it hit a low in several times at uh, $3.57, once in October of 2023 and once in May. 2023. So as you can see in the slide, copper remains a very volatile commodity, but it, right now we're tracking it uh, pretty close to the, the overall average. Nothing too uh, big of a discrepancy right there. Now let's take a look at some recent economic indicators that measure the electrical market. Uh, in partic of particular interest is a, a survey that Electrical Wholesaling does with the Vertical Research Partners, or VRP, which is an equity research firm. We do it quarterly. And they've got a pretty good database of uh, several dozen distributors that respond each time and give us an idea of where, where their sales are going uh, and where their pricing is going. They break it down from the electrical market, they've got utility market and automation. But we've got some, I guess, some pretty good news coming up from what the electrical distributors told them for the fourth, for, excuse me, the first quarter of 2024. The Electrical Wholesaling VRP Quarterly Survey, as I mentioned, had some pretty good news for the first quarter of 2024. Uh, actually, one of the largest increases we've seen in quite some time in a survey, up 4% overall for in Q1 2024. 
another survey was uh, fairly bullish was the AIA consensus construction forecast, which measures the forecast of, I think it's about nine uh, economists tracking the construction market. And it's looking at 2% in the key non-residential construction market. Um, however, AIA also puts together out a monthly in the survey of the billings coming through the architectural firms. And that's a good leading in indicator that goes out. I think it's about uh, nine months to uh, over a year. And this for the fourth consecutive month, it, was, it showed a decline below the 50% level that shows that conditions are declining. Anything over 50% uh, on the index shows that it's increasing. Uh, a broader uh, economic indicator that I do like to track on a monthly basis is the conference board's leading economic index. Uh, showed a slight increase down 1%. Uh, they expect this slowdown to continue through 2024 uh, for two quarters, and they do see some increases in the uh, coming starting in the third quarter uh, in their survey. I really like the way the VRP electrical wholesaling survey digs into the expected change in total revenues and how it breaks it down. Those revenues breaks it down by both volume and price supported. And what I wanted to do here is take a look at it going back to, uh, I guess you could say, before all the craziness started pre-COVID in, uh, into uh, 2019 and compare where you can kind of see the changes in the uh, survey data and how much of any increase was really supported by prices. And, and it really shows it quite clearly. If you look in the uh, mid part of the slide there, starting in uh, 2021, uh, while we were expecting some pretty significant increases of over 20% after that lull in the COVID when it was at its absolute worst, 2020, you can see we were up looking at expectations up 20%, good chunk of that volume. But look at the if you look at the red line on the chart, that that is increases supported by pricing, and you can see that some of the price supported increases were creeping up to seven eight percent in the second quarter of 2022. Now they're moderating quite a bit too, which is a also, what we've seen in some data that we've looking at in just a few minutes at the electrical price index, but you look at that red line again, that's the prices that we are keying in on because inflation is such, is such a big deal for not only the electrical market, but the overall economy. But you can see the uh, impact of prices on any revenue increases is definitely uh, going back down and you know, really throttling down pretty well to pre-COVID type of level. So a uh, good survey. If you do get a copy of the survey sent to you, please do uh, to take the couple of minutes it would take to respond to it. It provides us with some good data and you'll also be able to benchmark your uh, revenue expectations with a bunch of other uh, distributors there. I also like the survey that we put together with uh, folks from Vertical Research Partners because it gives us some good ideas of what distributors, there's key comments that what they're thinking of. And here's a couple of them that we'll go over here that I thought would be of interest. Uh, one distributor said they're surprised that higher interest rates did not materially slow down commercial construction project volume. Uh, from another distributor, data center market is driving our business in switch gear and our OEM piece of the business. Said another uh, respondent, labor scarcity limiting the ability to pursue growth vectors, including renewables. We heard a lot about the labor being an issue you know, throughout the electrical market. And also there's some, uh, said one other distributor, evidence of reshoring projects across a range of industries, including semiconductors, electric vehicles, batteries, and metals. Continuing on with some of these verbatim comments, we uh, had a distributor say weaker demand has driven lower bookings and lower sales. Said another person, uh, seeing fewer price increases from five or six per year at the craziest times, now back to maybe twice a year. Uh, another respondent said switchgear is the main issue on supply chain slash availability. And the last comment I want to highlight here, uh, manufacturers filling backlogs finally catching up on some things, likely still have some issues for years to come. 
I always like to give our viewers and listeners of the podcast uh, kind of an update of some of the key pricing trends that we're seeing. And that's from electric, what we call the Electrical Price Index. That's uh, electrical marketing that's been published in this for several decades now. We get the data from the folks at Standard & Poor's Global, and they give us information on more than trends in more than 20 electrical product categories. Uh, this pricing data has been hugely popular across the electrical market, and it's available for only at the cost of a $99 subscription to Electrical Marketing Newsletter. Uh, the uh, real big changes in prices have definitely slowed down quite a bit. On the left side, I'm looking at I'm highlighting some of the changes on a monthly level. Right side has some of the changes on uh, your goal level. And if you can see the monthly level, I have those changes highlighted uh, in a, a light blue. Uh, total index was down. 0.1%, uh, that's uh, quite a bit less than the uh, monthly change that we normally see, which is, is usually can be you know, about, I think 0.51 over the past five years has been the uh, monthly change there. Uh, some of the bigger declines, power, wire, and cable down 1.9%, uh, uh, panel boards and switches down 1.2%, and switch gear down just about a, a percent. Uh, some of the other changes were, were pretty slow, as you can see, not really, there were not very big increases at all. Telephone equipment, 0.1%, industrial fixtures, 0.2%, fuses, 0.2%, and building wire and cable. Um, there's always a lot bigger changes when you look at this stuff on the year-over-year uh, -year basis. Uh, total index actually was flat, and that's the first time I, th I think I've seen flat uh, index for a year-over-year -year increase, uh, gosh year-over-year -year comparison going back well over a year, I'm not for sure. Uh, biggest decreases year-over-year uh, -year basis, boxes down 11.9%, pole line hardware down 11.7%. That's some pretty you know, double, big double-digit increases for sure. Conduit fittings down 0.76%, uh, non-metallic conduit down 0.5.8%, building wire cable 4.6% for some of the big ones there. On the flip side, we did have, still had some pretty big increases on a year-over-year -year basis. If you're looking at wiring devices and connectors, up 23.7% power wire and cable. While it was down for the month, it was up big time for the year. 14.9% increase and metal conduit, uh, obviously very reflective of steel changes in the steel market. Uh, down on a monthly basis, down 0.4%, but up big time year over year, down up 12.8%. Also from the electrical price index on the historical data that's available, and we have this data going back to the 1990s, but I just wanted to key in on what's been happening over the past four years, so since 2019, uh, before in the pre-COVID era. Since that time, the average change on a monthly, ba on a monthly basis in the total index uh, is a 0.5.1% uh, since the beginning of 2019 through the end of, uh, and this is a solid through the uh, end of 2023. Uh, but if you look at it, again, 0.541%, you can see when we were in the high inflationary times, uh, the largest was peaking at about a monthly change of getting getting darn close to 4%. That's pretty huge. Uh, we It was right from the sort of beginning of 2021 to almost the beginning of last year. Uh, we were seeing some pretty huge changes there. But it, as you can see, it, it did start to moderate right after the beginning of last year, first quarter of 2023. We definitely saw prices start to moderate. And and right now, actually, a bit below the uh, average that we've seen over the past four years. So this will probably bring some stability to the electrical market pricing scene for sure. Uh, and next, we're going to take a look at where, where prices have gone on a year-over-year -year basis for that total index. On a year-over-year -year basis, we've seen change. It's been 6.6% 6 .6 in 
in the increase compared year over year, that's actually still quite high. Uh, normally it's a couple of percentage points less than that over the past four years, but as you can see, we've had some pretty huge increases to deal with in that 2020 to 2021 into 2022 time frame. I mean, we've had an increase or right around the beginning of 2022, 20% over the overall index that combines the increases for all the products that we track there. Uh, that's pretty huge. You can see how it climbed through the uh, post-COVID era. And it's really just starting to get down to uh, some sense of normally with 6.6% uh, just at the beginning of last year. So, uh, you know, definitely under, quite a bit under the average there. And I want to say if you take this price index all the way back to the 1990s, I believe the annual change uh, for the year of pricing in the index is about between 2 and 3%. And, you know, it's tracking sort of close to overall inflation. But we... Uh, Definitely got hit hard on some of these base products and some of the base, I guess, base materials driven in large part there. So hopefully that'll stabilize as well. Wanted to thank the folks from Champion Fiberglass again for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy podcast. I know I ran a little bit longer than usual, but there was an awful lot of data breaking that I wanted to get out and you can use for your planning this year. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data or need some more insight into some of what we are covering in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on February 12, 2023. Um, if you're going to be at the number show coming up next week in Las Vegas, you know, Electrical Wholesaling will have a booth there. We'll also have the, our latest electrical sales forecast for that we put together as part of our $90 million subscription for electrical marketing. So stop by. Glad to share some of that with you. And hopefully you get a chance to check out electrical marketing for a uh, membership to, I think, what's a great data source. So until then, hope you have a good day, a good week. I look forward to talking with you in two weeks if I don't see you at the uh, number show that's coming up. Take care.